Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Yarns and Tales. Well, it is episode 67. Yeah, it is April at the point of this recording. First of April, actually. This week, my wacky weather report, we're going into beautiful yellow-dusted everything with temps in the low 80s. So, yeah, the weather isn't quite as um, volatile or simply freaking freezing, you know? Um, so... Last week, we finished up the spring bonnet, the one I named Buttercup, because it, just the way it's shaped, put it on a baby's head, it looks like a little buttercup flower. Well, that's what we call them here in the South. Um, on a positive note, I have been tapped as the primary knitting instructor for our local Joanne store. I've also been tapped as the primary sewing teacher as well, but I'm jazzed about the knitting equally. Who knows? We're going to see where that goes, you know? I wanted a yarn shop. Uh, I didn't get to build one of my own. Sometime later, boom, there's Joanne's. I wanted to have knitting classes boom i'm there so yay me talk to the universe and be careful what you talk about you never know what lands in your lap so anyway um oh gosh my voice is so scratchy all this yellow dust it's catching in my voice I feel like I'm constantly washing it off. Just so I don't sound like some screechy-voiced hipster from a rock concert, you know? So, projects. I was straightening up some of this mess that sits around my desk. And I came across one of my old brochures for my... um my charity that I used to do a oh decade and a half ago fairy godmothers but in it let me open my my starlight I love my starlight so handy to keep things it goes to work with me now I sit in my truck at lunchtime and I get my little bit of knitation in there about 20 minutes of it I get an hour for lunch. The first 20 minutes of it, I'm eating my lunch. The next 20 minutes, I'm enjoying just completely relaxed knitting. Just zen out, you know? But when I was cleaning up, I found my old brochure. And inside of it, I had um, patterns of what was usable for preemies. Because that's primarily what I did with my fairy godmother's group. Was we made and donated preemie things 
to local um, NICU, which is neonatal intensive care units. Um, those babies are so tiny and itty bitty and struggling that there are clothing is not really necessary with all the the tubes and the assisted living uh, paraphernalia necessities tethered to this, these children that are no kidding um a friend of mine her daughter weighed 14 ounces when she was born 14 ounces if you really want to get a concept of roughly what she weighed go to your grocery store look at the canned goods aisle and look at the weight of the can find something that's between 12 10 and 14 12 and 16 ounces pick that up and hold it in your hand see how much of that fits in your hand that's how much her daughter weighed at birth see this here is some perspective that a lot of people they go oh it's a preemie it's a tiny one no i don't think you quite get the concept of preemies and their their skin is as delicate as tissue paper their head the size of a tennis ball yeah a tennis ball their body weighs about that of a can of peas or beans so you know you you've got to realize that um because i had written up part of the story in this brochure that i had found it reminded me of things that i had let slip and forgotten her foot the entirety of her foot this tiny infant was as long as the last joint of my thumb look at your thumb look at that last joint imagine a fully developed foot of a living human as big as that yeah there's you something to wrap your head around or at least try to so anyway in my brochure i had you know i had uh, peppered it with quick and easy preemie gear but seeing how i hadn't made any in quite some time because through time and space and aggravation with the human race i stopped doing this um which by the way her preemie daughter is now a thriving 16 year old softball playing cheerleading driving young woman as in behind the wheel of a car vroom vroom so yeah it took a lot to get her there but she's there and so from teeny tiny itsy bitsy to full-on adult young lady kudos but um the patterns the 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 gear that needs to be donated or can be donated to families of preemies 
they're still preemies all the time. Even some, quote, full-term babies still come in at four pounds. That's a tiny child. And this preemie gear fits them just as much because what's sold out there or normally made for, quote, a newborn, folks, that newborn come out on steroids and is as big as some six-month-old. Six-month-olds. So I've gone back and I started trying to test out these old patterns and see if we're now a lot more seasoned and understanding of knitting and what is really quality versus quantity. I have started uh, retesting my old patterns and that prompted me to go through my uh, pattern book, my notebook. Remember, I've talked about that one before. Whenever you, you like, you write down when you are testing a pattern or you find one you like and you cut it out, you put it in your notebook, you make notes. Well, that's what I started doing. And so I was testing and tweaking a simple tube sock for a preemie. And I decided that would be it. That and the hat would be an excellent explanation or a project for today because, you know, it's springtime. Springtime means babies. And babies, whether they're animal or human, it made me think, you know, human babies. So today, if I will ever shut up and get around to it, it's about the preemie tube sock that um I did a while back. Now, put the brochure aside. Okay. Now, oop, hold that thought. My darning needle just jumped out of my book. My starlight. Okay. Up off the floor with it. There we go. Okay, for this particular project, I decided to grab some super squishy so that it wasn't too lacy. Because remember, they have very, they have a lot of trouble holding body heat because their skin is so fragile. So, and you have to, you have to be careful with natural fibers because you don't know what they might be allergic to. So wool is sort of frowned upon, no matter what's been done to it. Um, 100% cotton is usually embraced, and hyperallergenic uh, baby soft acrylic. Heavy on the baby soft acrylic. It's durable. It's very, very soft. Um, colors, bright color. Colors really depends on the parent. Depends on, but the more jovial, it's great. So anyway, with this, I peered through my quick stash that I had, you know, 
sitting here in the room with me when I was I uh, wanted to start testing. And so with this, I have a lion brand called Marble, part of their Tweed Stripes collection. And it is a number five bulky, so it's really squishy, which you want soft and squishy to engulf these itty bitty baby parts. Now, with that, I put it, I used a number eight straight knitting needle. My Harmony Wood. I love my Harmony Wood needles. Um, but yes, now, here's the pattern. And it is really, really, really that simple. 23. You cast on 23 stitches with this five bulky on a number eight. You cast on 23 stitches. Then you turn around and you rib knit knit one purl one so it's one by one rib knit all the way across turn and to make it easy to stitch up you want to from here for the next four inches your pattern is this slip the first stitch then knit one purl then rib knit whatever your sequence is that you set up slip the first one rib all the way across turn slip the first one knit uh rib all the way across and you do this for four inches now why four if their thumb if their foot is so tiny well that's just one example as they grow so do those little bitty feet and a four inch tube sock it starts out a tube sock that will go up to their knees no kidding that's how long from their foot to their knee is about four inches give or take with that at the end of four inches what you are going to do and i mean it's just you buzz through it really quick at the at four inches now i counted and for my four inches give or take i kind of guesstimated four inches because i was like i said i was sitting in my truck at work doing a little lunchtime now i happen to know that my middle finger is three inches long as a seamstress i know this because each of my finger joints on that middle finger is an inch long. I measured it one day. I wanted to know. So that's one of my little nuggets of information. So then I extended my finger. Your hands are amazing measuring tools. Learn to deal with that. So I measured there. And then there was roughly one more inch beyond my finger for this sock. So that's my estimated four inches. It is not an exact science with these things. So don't panic. That's what makes this fun. Now, for me, I counted that up just for the ability to make sure my next one 
is the same length. And my four inches comes out to be 26 rows of one by one rib. So next thing I do, because our 23, remember that, there were 23 stitches. Slip the first one, then that leaves 22, right? We're doing the math. Knit two together all the way across, eating up the 22, condensing it to 11. So we have those plus the one that you slipped over. So when you turn it around again, because this is going to be the toes, you now have 12 stitches. Now, this time, on which is now technically row 28, you would not, I repeat, not slip that first stitch. We have an even set, and we need to condense them all by half. So what we're going to do again, we're going to knit two together. Those 12 are now going to reduce to six stitches when you get to the end. Knit two together, knit two together, knit two together, blah, 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 to the end. So now we have six stitches left on our needle. Now currently, that's exactly where I am on the one that I was working with yesterday. Yes, that's where I am. I would show you that I was sitting here twisting it back and forth as I was talking to you and pointing at it. But because I don't do video feed, y'all can just imagine and giggle along as I am a hand talker. So, what I want you to do now is we're going to simply knit and bind off. So, I want you to knit the first stitch. I want you to knit the second stitch, slip the first stitch over, you know, your basic bind off. Knit the next stitch, pull that first stitch over the new stitch. Knit the next stitch, pull the last stitch over the new one. Knit the next stitch, pull the uh, old one over the new one. Now, this bulky one likes to act up. Now, we're down to the last two. We knit that last one, pull the old one over. We now have one stitch on the needle. I pull the needles out, stick my finger, into that stitch. Yes, I did, you know, pull it, make it bigger. Now, what I always do is I pull yarn back through it again, and then I cut a sufficient tail, roughly 12 inches, because that's what you're going to use to stitch it closed. Pull that through, tug on it a little bit. So now we have a cute little rectangle with one end 
that has rounded corners. Those rounded corners are the toes. Now, take a look at the toe area. One side is heavy purled. One side is knitted. The, the stockinette look. That stockinette side is the technical outside of the sock. So you want to fold those knitted stitches, the stockinette side, in on each other. You want the purl side stuck on the out. When you fold it in half lengthwise, you're going to have a rounded toe. And you're going to have a decent tail at the uh, squared end. And you're going to have a decent tail there at the toes. Thread up your darning needle at the cuff end. Start there. Then all those slipped stitches, you just go down the way and you weave back and forth, whipping those together. Like I said, these are socks these babies need, but they are going to outgrow them. And they're going to become memorabilia for these parents if and i have to say this gingerly if the child survives not all preemies survive sometimes this is the only thing these parents will have some parents their child does survive and this is what they will go back and they will talk about time and time again when they become grandparents because that preemie grew up and gave them a grandchild. And the stretch factor, because you did a one-by-one one ribbing, there's a lot of stretch in that. And they'll be able to slip that as an ankle sock on a child on these preemies or their grandchildren that are normal that becomes an ankle sock so there is a lot of viability to doing these preemie tube socks now can you do this here for an older baby yes get a bigger needle and you can use your number six chunky with uh, size 10 or 11 needle and it makes a, a bigger sock and it's still fun it's quick it's a great way to teach children uh, simple things projects that they can be proud of and you can use as charitable things to uh, to churches to NICUs that will receive these word of warning be careful of where you donate to. Some hospitals, they'll accept the donation. And on the wicked side, they will turn around and they will take these donations and they'll put them in their gift shop and sell them for stupid prices so that 
the families can take and buy them from the hospital to put on their NICU baby that's in that very hospital. So be very careful when you try to donate to a hospital. This day and age of where the the money trumps humanity, they will do this. So you can always do this right here as a gift to someone you know personally. You can get in touch with certain groups who go through and vet the hospitals to make sure that they actually use these on the preemies in their NICUs that they never get put in the gift shops to be made profit off of. You're volunteering this and and all, and you're giving your time and your heart. And then you have these stupid corporate hospitals that say, oh, I can make a buck off of your generosity. To those pricks, they can go screw themselves. I didn't make it for their dollar, their greed, their bottom line. I make these and made them in the past for the sake of the child, for the heartbreak of the parent, the grandparent. Sorry, that was my soapbox. Yeah, I tend to get a little um, strongly opinionated about corporate bottom lines. I do not like them. I don't appreciate how they strip humanity out. And these little socks, which are the perfect little project for little fingers, for old fingers, for wise fingers, for novice fingers and experienced fingers. You can knit these up. You can have a knitting party where if you've got contacts, you can sit down. Girl Scout troops, Boy Scout troops, Spiral Scout troops. This is an excellent way, uh, Sunday school, you know, charity donation drives. This is a wonderful, wonderful pattern that can be done. And yes, this one I'm going to type up and I'm going to put on my website. So if you forgot what I said to do, this is going to be one of my the freebie patterns that I will put on there and I encourage everyone make these those babies are out there pull your friends together offer them up next week because I'm running short on time now next week we'll talk about a hat that can be used made up just as quick and almost the same way it's just a few more stitches um, and we'll also start talking about variations of the tube sock and just how it's, it's easy to take a basic rectangle and just change a few pieces of stitch programming. Cause I still, I love to say I program in stitches, change a little bit of the programming and turn a plain old sock into a beautiful work of art for teeny tiny feet or hands 
or, you know, little bitty heads. Big heads. You can do the same thing. You just scale everything up, right? So, until then, next week, we will talk about the preemie hats for our project. Because it's still springtime, and springtime's about babies. Now, with all of that, don't forget to make a partner to this. Because babies have two feet. So you need a sock for each foot, you know. It's amazing the number of people go, how do I make a second one? The same way you made the first one. But, my smart buttness, I digress. All you folks out there, thank you so much for listening. Um, don't really have time for tall tales today. I guess my tall tale was my announcement that I'm the primary knitting and sewing teacher at Joann's in, in Tifton. Yay me. Um, if you're sick and feeling bad, and with all this pollen out here in the springtime and falltime regions, please, I hope you get to film better, better soon. I, I know how you, I can, I can empathize with you because my head, dark days, Seriously, there are days. My head, then my stomach, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, shoot me now. If you feel good, y'all know what I'm going to tell you. Smile it, folks. It's infectious. They wonder what the heck's going on. Be bubbly. Spread the crazy. The good crazy, not the bad crazy. If you're cool, warm up. If you're hot, cool off, babies. Seriously. But my website, www.revlee.me, that's R-E-V-L-E-A dot M-E. If you happen to be swinging through Tifton, check at Joann's after the 11th of April. The store will be open. You might actually find me at work if I get hired on. Otherwise, I'll be one of the teachers. Yay! Y'all have a good one. Until then, till next week, I'll talk to y'all later, babies. Bye, y'all.